It's not your ability that's stopping you. It is your visibility. Join us today as we talk to Doreen Benamara, your brand visibility expert. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome today's guest, Doreen Benamara. Doreen, how are you? Tell the people who you are and what you do. Hey, hi, Robert. Thank you so much for having me here today. My name is Doreen Benamara. I'm the founder and CEO of the Smart Woman Enterprises. And what I have been doing for the past 10 years is providing women, professional women and leaders, the tools and resources to help them build thriving careers. Wow. All right. So you've been helping women build thriving careers. Now, if this is your purpose, I'm assuming you saw some gap, something that was missing in the marketplace. So talk to us about what is it that you saw that was missing and how do you work to fill that gap? Sure. You know, um, when I was 23 years old, after I graduated, I got my master's degree. I made the decision to dedicate my career to supporting other women, but I didn't know like how I could do it. I was very aware that there was a gap, but I didn't know where. So, you know, I started to build my own career. And as I was like advancing my own career, I faced myself challenges, uh, gap, and so on, you know. And by the age of 30, um, I was uh, nominated among the top 100 young global leaders and, and entrepreneurs uh, for a leadership training at the White House. And yeah, and from that, from that uh, moment, actually, uh, among the 100 young people, only one person got uh, hired, and he was me. So uh, I, I was hired by one of Barack Obama's advisors. Uh, back in time, I wasn't working for Barack Obama. I, I want to make it clear here, but for his advisors and one of his advisors. And, you know, for one year, so I was based in West Africa. And so my role was to promote, you know, relationship and, and so on between the U.S. And, 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 and West Africa. And but for one year, I was the only woman <laughs> on the team. And I worked at the highest level of business and politics. Uh, we were working with presidents, you know, ministers, uh, like those wealthy businessmen. And the only woman, I was the only woman, the youngest person. And I was like, there is something wrong. I mean, I'm not the smartest person like in the world or the smartest woman. And I shouldn't be the only woman, you know, having a, a, a seat at the table. So I, I grew up so much from this experience that after one year, I was like, okay, I was able to see how these successful people, you know, they network together, how they create business opportunities for each other, how they grow together, how they do promote each other. And I was like, no, I understand why it all from a generation to, to the other, it always looked like we have missed the train. Because we are more educated than ever. We are, we are smart. We are competent. We are capable. But still, it looks like we are missing something. And from what I've learned from this experience, I was like, okay, you know what? I will take all of this and I will create programs and design programs because this was my specialty to design programs for international organizations, business organizations, you know, to ensure that they address the needs of women leaders and entrepreneurs in their countries. So I was like, okay, I know 
this is what I'm good at. So let's put something together so I can train women and I can provide them the tools, the resources and the strategies so they can network effectively, strategically. They can start promoting them, themselves. They can start branding themselves and so on and so on. So this is where all of this uh, came from. So now let's go back to this job in the White House. You, you were competing against a lot of people and out of all the people you were selected. Why do you think you were selected over everyone else? What unique skills and abilities and talents did you have, do you think, that made them select you? You know, so by the end of the week, we had an opportunity to sit down with this gentleman and uh, to introduce ourselves, like, personally, one-on-one -on -one to him. And I don't know, to ask him anything. And, um, you know, I was among the last ones, actually, who, who had the opportunity to meet with him. And I remember when we were waiting in the corridor, like people were saying, OK, you know, I want to pitch him this project. I would love to have the support, his support on this project or, or his advice on this project and so and so. So all of us, we had, I mean, most of us had projects. And when I, I remember when I entered the room and he was like very welcoming and he first question was how can I help you mm. and and I remember looking at him and say no how can I help you <laughs> ah. because you know I I'm aware of that and I'm, I'm very passionate about politics and so on and this is a passion of mine so this is a side hustle and um I know these people they are very busy they are very talented very competent but very busy and you know they need support somehow they need support and I know that I'm competent I was self-aware so that was like my strength I was self-aware of my competence and how I could help people out at this level and so my response to him to him is like no how can I help you so I position myself from a place of helping as opposed to asking and this is the number one, the number one rule of networking right when you network with people, when you build relationship with people, it's about providing value. It's about giving first before you get to ask for anything in return. And so I position myself this way. And among all the young people over there, I'm the only one who said, no, how can I help you? I'm the only one who positions who position herself as a, a place to providing support as opposed to asking for something. So it sounds like having a servant mentality is what actually helped get you into the White House. So I wasn't into the White House. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I don't want to get in trouble. But to get hired, yes. To get you close to the White House. There you go. Very close to, yes. <laughs> very, very close. Now, you, you mentioned being the only woman in, in, in the position of authority over there. Yeah. What did that feel like? very intimidating because i was the only woman but i was the youngest person also so i was i was 30 and so it wasn't that long ago though <laughs> so um i was the youngest person so it was very intimidating because you know by default people assume that i was someone's someone else's assistant right mm -hmm. uh, not that i was the one leading or you know providing uh and, and being the authority like for for, for a given meeting so it was very intimidating because, you know, when you find yourself in such a situation, especially coming, knowing from, my, from where I come from, 
like you know there is like imposter syndrome a self-doubt that, that, that keep kicking in <laughs> like <laughs> they keep kicking in and you're like okay no you know you have to take a deep breath so it was very intimidating but this gentleman I was working with was very supportive and you know he saw in myself the things that I wasn't aware of mm-hmm. and he was like Darin you are a leader you know, you are this, you are that. When you speak, people listen to you. You have this charisma, you have this and that. But I wasn't aware of this myself. So he's the one who saw it and, you know, who nurtured it and, you know, who helped me to express it. So he would put me in, in very, very, very uncomfortable situations, like like very uncomfortable situations. And I know you want to talk about the bad <laughs> But, you know, where like I had no other choice that to to react and to do something, you know, and this is how he helped me, you know, like build the self-confidence and, you know, that, okay, when I enter the room, if I'm in the room, it's because I deserve to be here. I may not have the status of being a president or minister of, of so-and-so, but I I, I have my, my my place here in the room, so... That's where, you know, mentoring is, is very important too because it helps you push yourself forward and, you know, express the reach of your full potential, basically. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned mentoring and, and we'll get there. But now you've accumulated all these great skills and now you're doing all these great things to help other people so that they yeah. can ascend to, you know, great heights. But it didn't all start there. Talk to us about the role that it took to get you where you are now. Oh, 10 years of experience and a lot of disappointments. And, you know, when working for other organizations, it happened, unfortunately, but I think that's what, you know, the, the professional or the corporate life is about. Not only corporate life, but, you know, I would like design and start and implement project and other people would get credit for my work, right? And um, so once it, ha- it happened, once, twice, three times, okay. After three times, I was like, okay, hold on. If people keep getting credit for my work, it means that I'm doing hell of a good work, right? And so that was the first one, the first step, you know, shifting my mindset. Okay, why do I do so, so much great work for someone else? And for an, an organization to take the credit for it, you know, and implement it when I am the one behind, I'm the mastermind behind. So this is when it started to, to my mindset started to shift. And then I got this opportunity, as I said, you know, being mentored and working at the highest level of business and politics. And again, I was very passionate about what I was doing. And, uh, you know, I was working like handless endless hours seven days a week because these people they don't have an agenda right so you have to be on the go all the time and I could see myself also creating implementing things for them and 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 them being so so successful and having those thriving lives thriving careers and still I was the mastermind behind but I would just live like like this and I was like okay no at some point I have to stop that nonsense. If I can do it for other people, I can do it for myself too. And also another thing that was very consistent through my career working for different organizations is that I couldn't stay in a job for more than two years. 
you know, room because I would get bored and, you know, I didn't like to ask like my supervisor for, for how, how I could live when I could go on vacation, when I had a good idea, if I was allowed, you know, to implement this idea, even though I knew that it would like serve the beneficiaries of the programs, but because the person don't see it or don't believe in it or don't have the same skills, they would simply stop me. And I was like, okay, you know, the frustration was, was growing, growing. And at some point I was, no, I cannot work at the highest level. And then, you know, keep limiting myself from achieving and reaching my own potential through creating my own things and empowering other women the way I know they need it. So this is how it all got get started. So now you, you hit on a lot of different points there because you said you were doing really good work and someone else was taking the credit for it. Yeah. Now, when you say credit, um, let's dig a little deep into that. Do you mean mm-hmm. the actual credit as far as saying Doreen did this or do you mean holistically they weren't taking care of you? You weren't being compensated well. You weren't being acknowledged. How are they not giving you the credit for the work that you were doing? I can give you a concrete example. The last one, actually, the last one <laughs> that I was like, mm, mm, it's a turning point. <laughs> so I was in charge of designing a program for business organizations. Um, uh, they wanted to to address the needs of the needs of women entrepreneurs and leaders in their country. So I was mandated to work there and, you know, be on the field and see what's happening, what's going on and design a program that would answer those needs so when I found my my spot actually I designed the program and like I would I was working seven days a week I would go to the office on Sundays I would I would stay late nights you know and 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 at some point we kicked we kicked we we launched we launched the we launched the the the, the project and so it was a great success it was a great success Uh, all over the country I was all over the news because it was innovative right it was unique and I remember one day the boss called me I mean the the, the president of the organization called me in his office and he was like okay you know so there is this 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 person and um, I want you to collaborate with this person and I was okay so let's do it and then I realized that this person took the full credit. So she presented herself as the person who did design the project. And those, I mean, and I'm sure your, your, like, your audience will, will relate to it when people steal a project from you, which I didn't know when I was sharing my updates with this person as a collaborator. This person would share the, 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 the updates as coming from her designing the program. So when the time came for me to start the project I started it and it went well it was one of the most successful initiative in the country but then I realized that someone else in my back was taking credit for it and you know because this person was like a senior compared to me like her voice weighted more than mine so when I was like but no I did design this program they were like no she did it but you can still be part of it if you want to and I was like, no, I cannot be part of something that I design. Either I lead the program or I don't. And so they decided to kick me out. Oh, wow. Yeah. But because it was my baby and, you know, I had brought in a lot of money for this program, they were like, okay, 
this person will lead the program, but can you please continue to bring in the money? <laughs> and I was like, uh, uh, this is not happening. <laughs> this is not happening. And so, but you know, everything happens for a reason because this experience, this last experience wouldn't have happened. I wouldn't have started my business. There you go. Yeah. Well, and, and so, you know, it's unfortunate the things that happen in corporate environments that have nothing to do with the job that waste your time, effort, and energy. If everyone would focus on the job and leave the drama at home, it would be such a better place to be. So now this last experience, just you just said, nope, this is it. I am done. And that just kind of drove you to starting uh, which company? Because you run multiple companies now, don't you? So I do. So the, 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 the first one was the smart woman. And uh, the smart woman was really, as, I, as, I, as we discussed, you know, the, the, the idea behind was to provide women the tools, resources and strategies through programs, you know, and coaching to like elevate their, their, their strategic skills and, um, you know, to build thriving life. And especially when it comes to promoting yourself, branding yourself, portraying a professional image of yourself, but also communicating on your achievements. I've made the mistake myself. I've been through it because I was working hard and my focus was to get the job done and to provide like to go beyond expectation and to provide high results. But never it crossed my mind to promote my achievements because if I had done so, people would have thought maybe twice before they come and take the credit for me. Because that's the thing. If you communicate about your achievements or about your work progress, you know, without being too specific, people know that, okay, you are, you are onto something or you are behind this initiative. But when no one knows it, how do you want to prove it? How do you want to take credit for it? And especially for women who are climbing the ladder in the corporate world, we know it, you know, the higher you go, the fewer women you find. And in boardrooms, I have like come across so many conversations where women would, you know, share like innovative ideas or good ideas and their colleagues would take the credit for it. And I was like, but who outside of the people in this room, who knew it? And most of the time, the, 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 the answer is no one knew it. So how do you want to then come back and say, oh, but no, this is not his ID or her ID. This is mine. And you don't want to play this game. It, it sounds right. like chi childhood, you know, it's like child, you know, a child like fighting for something. So you don't want to get there. So what do I do? And you just resigned and you're like, okay, you know, this is it. No, this is not it. And that's what we were talking about. You know, your issue is a lack of visibility. It's not a lack of talent. The fact that you are struggling to climbing the ladder, one of the main facts is that you are not visible enough, not that you are not competent enough. And when we face this, this kind of situations, and it happens to me so many times, you know, when you, you find yourself in a situation and you, you doubt yourself, what did I do wrong? What's wrong with me? Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm not strong enough. When in fact, it's just like you are not visible enough. And, you know, you bring up a really good point, because I think a lot of times uh, minority groups, whether it be ethnic slash racial minority groups or uh, women, gender minority groups, we are conditioned and taught co culturally to just work hard. Don't say anything. Don't make mm -hmm. waves. Just go in and work. And we think that 
just because we work hard, others will just automatically recognize us. And that's exactly. not what happens. That is not how it works. Uh, my, uh, my grandfather used to say, used to tell me, sometimes you have to toot your own horn just a little bit. You have to make it loud enough to where people hear you, but not too loud to where you're annoying. And I thought about yeah. that and that makes a lot of sense. Visibility. That is the primary problem with most of us. And so without giving away too much, just give us one little secret to how we can become more visible. One little secret, use LinkedIn. And guess what? It's free. <laughs> <laughs> we all like free. <laughs> use LinkedIn. People underestimate the power of LinkedIn. And I don't want to go... I could talk about it for hours, so I, and I don't want to get there. But, you know, there is this dilemma that I see a lot among my clients where they're like, yeah, but I'm working nine to five, so I don't want to build my personal brand or I don't want to become too visible on LinkedIn because my boss will see it. And I don't want to come across as someone, you know, like preaching for, for herself or, you know, like trying to find another job. But there is a way to do it. There is a plan, a strategy. There is a subtle way to do it where you can still build your visibility and, you know, like showcasing your achievements while you are promoting your companies. Is that something that you want to do, right? So when it comes to promoting yourself or gaining visibility outside of the workplace, please focus on LinkedIn. And, and when it comes to then gaining visibility in the workplace, it can simply be, you know, sending out an email to your boss and to your boss's boss just to let them know that, oh, okay, you know, this is a great success for the team that you had this idea that because of your supervisor with the, you know, bring the team in, make it as a teamwork, make the dreams work. But don't forget to mention that you are the mastermind behind. That's the thing. Don't hide yourself behind the success of your team. Put forward the success of your team, of course, you know if it's a, a teamwork, but don't forget to mention the part that you have played. So people will know it, you know, people will know it. So those kind of little elements, or, you know, maybe you have learned something and you can organize, a, I mean, when working in the office or something, a, a lunch and learn just to share your experience, you know, and to share the lessons you learned from this client or from this experience or this challenge that you faced. And you organize a casual lunch and learn with your colleagues and that's it. But what you do, first of all, you're providing value. But in the same time, you are show, showcasing your skills to overcome a problem or maybe your, your competence to become innovative when facing a situation with a client or with a team and so on and so on, right? So you can do it by still providing value. I know people, they're like, yeah, I don't want to brag about myself. It's about bragging and we don't like it. No, you can do so by still providing value. You know, you are informing people. You are sharing value with people in order to position yourself as an authority, you know, to remind people or to let them know, hey, I'm here. And this is what I do within this company. <laughs> but in this, in the other, in, on the other side, you are bringing value to help them, you know, like get better maybe or learn from it as well. Well, and you know, you, you hit two important points here. One, you have your uh, uh, persona and your brand outside of work. This is who you are. But then you also need to use those same uh, marketing tactics, so to speak, 
internally to develop the same good reputation internally. I think a lot of times nowadays, though, you find that companies think that they have to compete for their employees time. If the employee is doing something outside of work, then that's bad. But you, you hit on the point. You can have a brand outside of work. You're not just a worker for this company. And when people see you on LinkedIn, they see who you are and they see who you work for. If you have a good brand on LinkedIn, then the company benefits from that. Some of that goodwill is transferred to the company. Now, do you find that to be the case? And actually, I wrote an article about it a few weeks ago, how, you know, like building a personal brand is a win-win for yourself and for your company, the company you're working for. Because, you know, more and more companies have come to realize that having employees with strong personal brand benefit them. How? Because when, let's say, you are attending an event, or it could be a Zoom conference, or it could be, you know, going outside and pitching clients, or, you know, whatever the situation is, people will look at you, they will listen to you, and there is a strong chance that they will Google you. There is a strong, strong chance they will Google you. So when you, they see you with a strong personal brand on, on yourself, you know, by yourself, but that you are working for this company, then it means that you are like offering yourself, you are giving yourself the opportunity to grow, but you also, because of you, your personal brand, you are offering your, the company you are working with the opportunity to gain more clients because they will trust you. They will trust your image. They will trust you. So they will become clients from the company. That's the first one. And the second one is, you know, personal brand have a reach that is 10 times higher than a business brand. Oh, wow. Personal, let me say it again, because this is powerful. Personal brands have a reach that is 10 times higher than a business brand. So me working for the company XYZ and having a personal brand will give even more visibility to my company through my personal brand than the company itself. Because people do business with people. People, they, they talk, they work, they live with people, not with a logo or a business brand, right? So yes, there is the image and there is the notoriety and the reputation behind the business brand. But there is exactly the same behind you, who you are as a person. And you are much more than a job title. That's why it's important to inject, you know, some personality in your personal brand. Because you are much more than your job title. So share a little bit of what you do outside of work. It doesn't mean that you are competing with your workplace. It means that you are a human and that you have a life outside of work. And this is normal. There is nothing wrong with it. I think that is so important. Um, You're seeing nowadays more companies are starting to buy into this and believe it. Um, I'm just hoping that more companies start to buy into it because it is extremely important. You do you do business with people and the people make up the company. So I think that's a very important concept. Now, you've given us a whole lot of information today, a whole lot. I think that people can walk away with some actionable items to start improving themselves. But if they really want to make some improvements, they need to come to you. So tell us, what are some signature programs or a signature program you offer? Where can we find you and and what kind of benefit will we get from it? Sure. Thank you. So um, you can find me on on my website, thesmartwmn.com. So thesmartwmn.com. 
you will see all my programs available there. My signature program is the six week accelerator for where for six weeks. So it's an intensive program, only practical. You know, I, I, <laughs> I'm not like about like fancy fluff. And so on. I'm very about practical and being strategic because I do value your time and I respect your time and your energy. So it's a six week accelerator where we will take you from, you know, building the self-confidence to finding your, your sweet spot. What do you want to be known for? You know, what's your strengths? You know, what's, what are also your weaknesses? You know, because it's, it's as much important to know what's your strengths and weaknesses. And, you know, what's, what's the message, you know, what's the brand message, what, what's the image that you want to portray of yourself that is being authentic, that's very important, so people can relate to you, but also, you know, what part of your story, storytelling is on the, on the, on the rise, but it's not easy, you know, so which, which part of your life, which chapters of your life, you know, are you willing to share with the world, so, you know, your personal brand become more human, and finally, so it's, it's a six-week process where, we take you from point A to point Z, and at the end of the six week, you have your 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 content creation, your your personal brand ready, your brand tagline, your content creation strategy, what type of content, everything like the full package that you need to build a strong personal brand. Other than that, I recently launched the Leading Brand Academy, which is a membership program where you have access to a tons of resources and information like within one space. It's a hub that I have created for professional women um, where I, I do give, I do provide uh, with a live, a live sessions every, every week. We have like monthly masterclass with international guest experts, you know, uh, once a month. Uh, and there are like so many good stuff, you know, it's kind of funny, it's dynamic and you know, it's, it's about creating a community where we can support one another's success. And when you feel down, there is a community, people here to support you and to let you know that, okay, that's okay to feel down, good to not feel comfortable, but don't let that stop you from, you know, like reaching your full potential. So the Leading Brand Academy, it's a membership-based program. And every month we have, we have a lot of fun and we learn a lot uh, inside this hub. Those both sound like awesome programs, uh, especially when you talk about community. Community is very, very, very yeah. important. Uh, I think nowadays we have the ability to stretch beyond the person that's next door to us or in our own office and build a community. So I'm thankful for having you here. I'm thankful for what you are actually doing. I think this is great. Uh, we're going to have a link to your website, your any other social media that you have. That'll be listed on our website along with the podcast show notes. Uh, this was great. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much. And just for your for your audience, I have a special offer, you know, uh, a freebie. Um, so if you are confused, you know, as where to start with your personal brand or what you want to be known for, it's, it's a free workbook uh, where I share the five steps, you know, to guide you to like get to know you better and how you can, you know, start thinking about your personal brand. And I also, of course, provide very practical tips and ways for you to start creating your personal brand. So uh, I, I will share the link with you so your audience can have access to it. And of course, it's open to all. Absolutely. We appreciate that so much. Thank you very much. You're welcome. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Corporate Quitters Podcast. If you like us, tell everybody you know. Better yet, head on over to the iTunes store and leave us a five-star review. It only takes a few seconds. 
I can do it with my eyes closed and both hands tied behind my back. So what are you waiting for? If you want to talk to us, leave us a voice message. You might be featured on the show. Check the link in the show notes. Want to carry us wherever you go? Check out the merch on our website. Get your I quit, old quit, or just plain quit stuff there. If you really, really like us, you can become a monthly contributor for less than a cup of coffee. Link is in the show notes. And last but not least, quit those limiting beliefs that are holding you back. And we're out. <laughs>